there was a lot of cool stuff that we expected from 2020, right? And the point is, is 2020 was anything but cool, right? We, we were faced with this pandemic. We had all sorts of stuff going wrong. But let's flash back, shall we, to the beginning of 2020, okay? I'm living in downtown Denver, Colorado, in the Spire building off of 14th and Champa, still arguably my favorite place in the world to live. Okay. If you haven't been to downtown Denver, might I just tell you, I've been to a lot of cities in my life and I absolutely adore the downtown Denver market and the building we were living in was incredible. We had come off of 2019, which was an equally kind of crazy year for the real estate market, but not in exactly the same way as what we went through in 2020. Right. And I woke up and determined we've got to stop kidding around with this real estate investing thing. We've got to stop. It, it, that year we had done, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I want to say 17 flips that year. And when I say we, I'm largely talking about myself, my wife, Laura, who's the operating manager, who she basically runs the flipping operation. I'm more an acquisition and funding, okay? And Laura's sort of the ops team that gets things done. So we, at the time, just us, had done 17 flips decent year, but we knew we could do a lot more than what we were doing. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to stop kidding around. We're going to take this year by storm and we're going to target 50 flips in 2020. You know, and that was the goal I told everybody. I told you guys on the show, you should, if you go back to multiple episodes, I'm going, we're going to do 50 flips here in 2020, we're going to blow this thing out, okay? And as your foreclosure deals coach, it was more of a lead-by-example thing. Instead of telling you what's possible, I wanted to show you, my dedicated listeners of Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast, what is possible if you just put your mind to it, right? Of course, that was January. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as always, uh, we are recording with my executive producer and the guy that keeps this show moving along, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's up, man? What's going on, Donnie? Uh, folks, it's... Great to hear from you. I know it's been a little while. It has been, man. All this holiday nonsense. How was, how was the, uh, the holiday season for you? It was good. Got to see some family. Um, uh, hung out with them for a little bit. Uh, you know, we had some, had, some actual, uh, had some actual difficulties in the family and some, uh, uh, some, you know, some untimely things go down in the family. But, every, you know, we're coming together, uh, you know, uniting and being strong in each other on that. But in general, you know, uh, being able to see my mom, that was good. And then, you know, I got myself a couple of things that I wanted for the holidays. Saw some people, you know. Love it, man. I wanted to Love do, it. So it's all good. 
You know, with the bad comes the good. And I got to tell you, obviously, we're coming off of one of the more interesting years, perhaps in recorded history, um, 2020, uh, good riddance to uh, that year, right? Um, And of course, this show is entitled 2020, how we, I really should say, I mean, the title is I, but I got to give credit to my team here, including you, how we as a team did 40 flips in the 2020 market. But as is tradition with the show, if you're just tuning in for the first time ever, we always start here with the news article related to what we're going to chat about today and just kind of put the foreclosure deals coach spin on it. This one's kind of a duh, really, but it's from CNBC and it says there's a lot of opportunity in real estate as pandemic pinches property market, says investor. Now, I have to stipend that with, uh, yeah, okay, we we all kind of knew that, right? So why why are we bringing up that article? Well, as we get into what happened in 2020, which I got to tell you, you know, I lived it and it was a hell of a story. So I really hope you stay tuned in to the end of this show because we're going to go into detail on how my team and I did 40 flips in 2020, an incredible year, the best you've ever had. But this article talks about how despite the sky is falling attitude that would be put upon us by the those who are pushing the pandemic problem to levels that, you know, may be necessary, may not be necessary. We're not going to get into that. But the reality is, if you're going through this, as all of us are globally, this talks about how there's a ton of opportunity in the real estate market. Now, I'm not going to read the article to you, but I am going to tell you, if you want to look it up, go ahead to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Facebook page. We're going to post the article there and then just read through it, okay? Because one of the things that really stood out to me is unlike the 2008 financial crisis, which I also lived through as a real estate agent and investor, okay? This has completely caught people off guard. What we thought was going to be a normal, if not incredible year, 2020 brings up flashbacks of back to the future and flying cars and all this stuff that didn't happen, by the way. I'm I'm a little upset about that. Hoverboard. They do have the Air Mags, though. They do have the self-lazing shoes that uh, that Marty McFly was wearing. Do they? Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, they definitely got those. Those I guess I'm not a sneakerhead enough to know about that, but I got the self-lacing shoes. They don't have the hoverboard he was rocking, though, right? We don't. I'm sure somebody does. (laughs) (laughs) Some government operative. There was a lot of cool stuff that we expected from 2020, right? And the point is, is 2020 was anything but cool, right? We, we were faced with this pandemic. We had all sorts of stuff going wrong. But let's flash back, shall we, to the beginning of 2020, okay? I'm living in downtown Denver, Colorado, in the Spire building off of 14th and Champa, still arguably my favorite place in the world to live. Okay, if you haven't been to downtown Denver, might I just tell you, I've been to a lot of cities in my life and I absolutely adore the downtown Denver market and the building we were living in was incredible. We had come off of 2019, which was an equally kind of crazy year for the real estate market, but not in exactly the same way as what we went through in 2020. Right. And I woke up and determined we've got to stop kidding around with this real estate investing thing. We've got to stop. That year we had done, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I want to say 17 flips that year. And when I say we, I'm largely talking about myself, 
my wife, Laura, who's the operating manager, who she basically runs the flipping operation. I'm more in acquisition and funding, okay? And Laura's sort of the ops team that gets things done. So we, at the time, just us, had done 17 flips, decent year, but we knew we could do a lot more than what we were doing. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to stop kidding around. We're going to take this year by storm and we're going to target 50 flips in 2020, you know, and that was the goal. I told everybody, I told you guys on the show, you should, if you go back to multiple episodes, I'm going, we're going to do 50 flips here in 2020. We're going to blow this thing out. Okay. And as your foreclosure deals coach, it was more of a lead by example thing. Instead of telling you what's possible, I wanted to show you my dedicated listeners of foreclosure deals coach podcast. What is possible if you just put your mind to it? Right. Of course, that was January. Very, very confident. Very, you know, the world was right there in front of us in January. It's just like, wow. Nothing we couldn't do, right? Incredible possibilities. Of course, COVID had different ideas. So we went into (laughs) January. We're we're doing, we're actually on pace in first quarter. Things were going okay. Like we were actually on track in January. If you're going to do 50 flips in a year, you got to do four of a month, right? 4.3 to be technical. So we were on pace. And then February happened. And unless you were living under a rock, you know that during February, our world got turned completely upside down, right? So suddenly, we went from well on pace, we've got our flips in progress, I'm working through the business, we're getting the funding that we needed to pull this thing off. And I got to tell you, anytime you take on any sort of lofty goal, You're going to encounter resistance. Here's a sign that you're not doing what's in your capabilities. If it's easy, okay? If it is just floating along and life is just functioning as expected, then you're probably not pushing near as hard as you could be, okay? That is just fact from years of experience. So if you're in a position right now, you're listening to the show, you want to get started in foreclosure investing, and you're currently working on the easy route. Okay, you're having maybe having trouble finding deals, but you're not pushing yourself. That right there is the problem. Okay, and we can go into details over that. A lot of what we talk about on this show is mindset, but I really want to get back into what happened. So we're rolling here, deals under contract, couple deals in construction. We're doing the damn thing, right? It's on the way. COVID hits. Well, now by February, we're sitting on all of these properties. Okay, and in March, legislation came down from the state level. And I want to remind you that we're in Colorado. Okay. And and we're not getting into a big political discussion with y'all, but let's just say that we proved to be one of the more restrictive states in the United States of America. They shut down real estate. It was one of the first things that happened in the early COVID crisis. No more showings. Okay. No more people going to houses, no more anything related to real estate. So right about the March timeframe, we have inventory, we have properties, we have stuff under construction and we can't do anything. Can can you imagine that? Sounds like a very large hiccup. Like, like they're not going to work. Yeah. It sounds pretty bad. It was pretty bad, right? So, of course, as with anybody going through a crisis, we panicked a little. What are we going to do? You know, do we need to get jobs? God forbid. 
So what do you do when you're sitting in your downtown Denver high-rise condo with a bunch of properties and you want to sell them, but you can't get them sold? What do you do when your construction team is now worried about being around other people? There was a point there where you could get pulled over. And unless you could prove that you were an essential worker, which had really not completely been defined, okay? But at that point, unless you could prove you're an essential worker, you can be ticketed or even arrested for being out on the roads. Like we went from the land of the free to a borderline communist system inside of a matter of weeks. Very jarring change. Wasn't it? Yeah, man. They're giving me papers. I'm driving around with papers. Like, what's hey, a? Remember that? Like, you had to get something from your employer saying, "I'm on my way to my job, and I'm essential." I'm you know. So we created those documents for our construction workers because they had deemed construction essential, right? But we sought to provide documentation to them to let them know that it was okay not to let you know not to pull our people over on the way to work. That's how crazy this got. Okay, so we're we're pushing through it though, right? So we're like, okay, March. Kind of can't do anything. Everything was shut down. April, same kind of problem. No sign of reality here. Actually, things are starting to accelerate. The death count is off the charts. New York is reporting stupid amounts of fatality as a result of the pandemic. May, same story. Okay, By June, we are now starting to lose hope. We're now starting to believe there's just no way this thing is going to turn itself around. And I distinctly remember having a conversation with my wife saying, if you had to do something else for a living, what would it be? Because we need to start looking at that. You know, and that's a hard reality for someone who's been in the investing space for over 15 years. We've done well over 200 flips as a business since we started back in 2016. Well, yeah, actually, that's when this business started. But prior to that, career-wide, I would say just about 200, maybe 250 flips total, okay? A lot of experience to just one day not be able to do what it is we love and are extremely good at doing. Can you imagine? But it was right about June. The weather's getting nice Downtown Denver has fundamentally shut down. It's now ceased to be a really fun place to be. We were working on a $1.2 million flip in the Highlands Ranch subdivision. We decided Denver sucks. Can't do anything fun here anymore. We're going to move into this $1.2 million house. I know. Oh, pity me, right? So we're moving into this property, and we're working on it while we're fixing it up instead of living in downtown Denver. And we're continuing to operate where most of our properties are located in the Colorado Springs, Colorado area. And I'd be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't feeling defeated on the goal of doing 50 flips at that point. Okay, and there's just no way to go through what all of us went through this year without having at some point hit a point of this is not going to work out. This is the end. We need to start reevaluating our entire existence. Okay, and if you went through that, that's okay. It's human. You know, I'd be shocked if you didn't face that at some point in life, but especially in the year that we just went through. Okay, but we got back together. 
And we started to work on, okay, June, the, the green light started to open back up. The real estate market started to operate as much as normal could be considered at that point. Still a lot of restrictions on how many people can be in the house. Open houses were prohibited. And all these things are important to the flipping world, okay? This is not just about buying a house, making it pretty. The part they don't show you on A&E's Flip This House is the huge amount of work that goes into selling these properties. Now, a little less in an uber-hot market, like most markets are facing, but Colorado Springs is one of the hottest real estate markets in the United States of America. So generally speaking, we were measuring time on market, not in days, you know, 10 to 14 days on market, but rather in hours. Okay, But if the whole system ceased, which it did for a while, suddenly it's like, well, let's put on the market and see what happens. You know, and that's exactly what we did. We just pushed forward. We put them on the market. We checked out what happens. And as expected, they sold instantaneously. So things started to look realistic again. However, we've now lost a solid three months of momentum. Okay. So we're now about halfway where we should be because we had not done as many flips in the second quarter as we did in the first quarter because there was no market to sell them to. You couldn't get construction done, et cetera. So what to do? Two options here. Number one, give up. Okay. And I, and I, I fear that a lot of people out there within the sound of my voice right now are in that status as we speak today. I've got friends who are very pandemic scared, and I'm not going to beat you up over that if that's where you are right now, but I am going to offer you a piece of advice. You've got to start living before you start dying, okay? Because we shaped up at that moment. As soon as it looked like things were going to improve, we started to disregard the blatant danger that is the coronavirus. And I'm not discounting that a lot of people have suffered by the pandemic. Obviously, we've had people die as a result of the pandemic. This is not just a shuttle bed under the rug. But unless you are currently ill, you shouldn't be worried about coronavirus today. And we stopped being as well. So really, buckled down a little bit, got together with Laura, started to go, we're going to just hit this twice as hard in the third and fourth quarter as we did in the first and the non-existent second quarter, and we just pushed on. Suddenly, we started buying properties left and right. They're coming at us from all sides. Put the word out on social media. We are buying properties. Send me your deals. Hit the market each and every single day each and every single day to look at what was on the market, getting offers in ASAP, and then perhaps most importantly, we needed a whole lot more funding to do twice as many properties as a, at a time as we had originally intended. So I went to my lender partners. I told them, hey, we're a little bit behind. I really want to hit this quarter hard. Are you guys in or are you out? And the net result was a lot of people felt the same way we did. You can do this. Let's go out there together, buy a bunch of homes and see what happens. Now, I want to tell you that's the happy ending to the story. But when you grow as fast as we did, what really happened to us was we saw a lot of problems going on with contractors, okay? We, were man we managed to hire every single meth head available in the entire Colorado Springs market. I don't know. It's like we had a sign up that said, if you're addicted to something, come work for us. I don't know, man. Okay? What's going on with that, man? So what's wrong with your face? What's wrong with your face? Seriously, like, where are your teeth? Like, what, what, what happened? You know what I mean? 
Right? So we attracted all that. We had thefts. We had people breaking into the property. One theft happened while well, somebody broke in, not only took the appliances, which had happened before, okay, but they also took the cabinets out of the kitchen. Wow. In one day, we lost about 10 grand worth of appliances and cabinets. Just got targeted for this giant raid from people who had worked for us and had decided that, hey, you know, these houses are vacant. They're under construction. They targeted us specifically, took all this stuff out of the property, woke up the next morning, go to the property, appliances gone, cabinets gone, just whoa. Okay, and I'm not sharing this story with you so you feel bad for me, okay? I'm sharing this story because if you understand what I went through as a real estate investor in 2020, doing what we're going to do in 2021 is actually going to seem pretty easy. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. You know, one question I'm asked all the time is how do I get started in real estate investing? Here's the thing. In order to get into the game, you got to have access to the big data that drives the real estate market. After all, you wouldn't trade stocks without a trading platform, and you shouldn't get started in investing in real estate without DealHunter.io. DealHunter.io is an application that I use daily to find the best deals in the real estate market, to provide that information to my lending partner so I can fund those deals, to know how to fix those deals, to bring them in line with the market, and most importantly, how to sell those deals at a profit. So if you're looking to get started in real estate investing, head on out to dealhunter.io and sign up for a free seven-day trial of the PropStream application that'll separate you from other competitors of the real estate market. With that, this is Donnie Corum from dealhunter.io reminding you, don't buy a house, buy a deal. By comparison, if we could push through that, theft, meth addicts, coronavirus, getting shut down for three months, some of our funding sources, guys who had done deals with me for years, got nervous, said, I'm sorry, we can't fund any more deals. So I had to get on the phone and get more funding sources, find more people who are able to provide capital because one of your biggest challenges in real estate investing is the capital to do it, right? Unless you're sitting on a couple of million dollars, um, in which case you and I should chat, you know, let, let's set up a call because I'd, I'd love to work with you. But I'm guessing that most of you are just getting started out and you have capital requirements. We needed double the amount of capital that we had prior and we had half the available private and hard money lenders to do it. Okay. But we got it done. Along the way, we brought in help because if you're going to do twice as many, it became relatively obvious that we weren't going to make it trying to run this operation on our own. I am acquisition and funding. My wife's trying to do operations. If you can imagine running one remodel, imagine trying to run four or five of them simultaneously. So we brought in operational assistance, but not good operational assistance. One operation manager literally burned through a ton of capital. Like I don't even have the exact number, but I want to say 30 or 40 grand on flips by the two construction teams that just kind of vaporized afterwards. 
Okay. Our listing partner at the time worked with him for a long time. He was helping us to list and sell the properties, but because of the exhaustion of all this, just stopped negotiating effectively at all. What I mean by that is when you sell a property, there's going to be a part where they ask for inspection items to get fixed, right? We want this done, this done, and that done. Well, because we were just rebuilding our construction crews, a lot of the work, it was, these inspection lists were super long. You know, and it's just because quality control had gone drastically down and we had to kind of pick back up. We were willing to fix these things. We don't want to sell a bad property to anybody. But if you don't have somebody going here, there's the things that make sense that we're going to fix for you versus this is just stuff that you want. In this case, it's like, yeah, whatever. They'll fix all of it. Don't even worry about it. You know, the combination of all of this had proven almost, almost unovercomable. It seemed for a while there that we simply weren't going to make it. Okay. But we kept buying, we kept selling. I love to sit here and tell you that every deal was hyper profitable. Here's the thing. The best deal of this year was just over $40,000 in profit. Incredible. Right. And the worst deal was a loss of about 10 grand and everywhere in between. Okay. And these are real world numbers from a guy who is doing flips in real time. So you listen to this show to get some mindset, some methodology, and some tools. But I think if you're a devout listener, what you're really here for is you want to know what's happening in the flipping world from a real world perspective. There's a bunch of guys out there who talk real estate investing. Okay. Some of them actually do real estate investing. And some of them are just professional coaches. Like they can teach you when I was doing flipping full time. This is what it was like. Listen, this is from the trenches on the front line in the worst year in recorded history for our country and perhaps our planet. Okay. We managed to push through all of these struggles and do 40 flips in a year profitably. Hey man, don't speak so soon, man. Don't, don't, don't speak so soon. We still, we still got a long year ahead of us. I'm just... I'm just hey man, I'm not letting you bring me down. You're not bringing me down. This hey, is gonna I'm be a just, great I'm, year. I'm just happy that we're here, man. I'm just happy that we're operating, still doing the show, and uh, you know, still got you know a new year ahead of us. So, yeah, but well, I absolutely. Say, let's just uh, let's just let's just go ahead and get it. <laughs> and, uh, well, and I'll add to that, man. I'll tell you that I just I don't think anything. Unless a knock on wood, right? But I just don't think anything <laughs> can compare to what we went through last year. I'm actually I'm so excited about 2021 because I believe that after doing 40 units. In 2020, doing the, our, our current target this year is 75 units, again, seems like it should be relatively easy, you know, by comparison anyway. But maybe that's just a mindset thing. And maybe that's what you need right now. It's just, it's just a mindset shift. Maybe you're, you're a little tired from the pandemic that you've been through. They're talking about, you know, I've read articles about how depression, all-time highs, drug and alcohol abuse, all-time highs, domestic violence, in the home. People are just, it's just a sad time right now. What we're going through, you know, as you listen to this, what's going on with the election season and Trump battling it out with Biden, all this stuff that's going on, none of this is good for the morale of our country. You know, but you have a choice. You can get caught up in that mess or you can decide that you're going to set an extremely lofty goal. My real estate coach on the retail side called them BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. 
and you can decide you're not going to turn on the news. You're going to do, I mean, we did 40 flips in 2020. What's your target? If you haven't done your first deal, your target for 2021 should be to do a deal this year. And here's the thing on this show, we don't care if you're flipping it, wholesaling it, whatever your goal is. If you're going to make money in real estate with your first deal, make that your target and then do not relent. No matter what happens around you, hit that goal. You know, because here's the thing we set out to do 50. I did 40. You think I'm boohooing over that? No. That's an accomplishment, man. Thank you. But I'm not here to brag. I'm telling you that we just shut off the noise. We stopped listening to the nonsense for a while. I had to dig deep and go as the, you know, the CEO of my life and my family that I wasn't going to let my team and I get depressed about what was happening. We're going to march through this. We met weekly at our staff meeting. We started with some motivational talking. We, we tried to shut out the noise. We reiterated the goal. All the stuff that instead of treating this like a hobby where you're occasionally, you know, I dabble in real estate. You know, I'm looking at it. I got to read a couple books. You know, go out and do it. I did. You can too. And I stand here on the other side of 2020 saying, I wish I could tell you it was easy or fun or enjoyable. It was none of those things. Some relationships were formed that were incredible. Some relationships were lost that were horrible. There were people brought into my organization that turned out to do more damage than they did good that had to be exiled, had to be removed from it. You, you have a lot of moving parts to this. But if you're going to be the owner of your life, you can't let any one single thing stop you, you know, and doing 40 flips in a year has motivated me in ways that are indescribable because I feel very accomplished. We did very well financially. And the good and bad news is we get to do it all again in 2021. Like, like it didn't happen because nobody cares at all what you did last year at all. You know, it's impressive. It allows you to get additional funding. It continues some of those relationships that you probably built along the way, but there's no credit for what you did last year. Best Buy doesn't get credit for the sales they did last year. Apple doesn't, hey, you know, we did $100 billion in AirPods. Great. What are you selling this year? The stock market doesn't reward you for what happened in the past. It rewards you for what you're going to do now. So what we're going to do now is build a stronger organization, keep the attitude in place, understand the pitfalls that we faced, the mistakes that we made, and then not do them again. And I have learned so much personally and professionally that I believe that the knowledge I have now has fully equipped me to nearly double the revenue and unit count that we did last year. Did you learn something last year? I know I did. You see what I'm saying? That's the takeaway. Forget 2020. It's behind us. Thank God. Right? And I celebrate every new year as a new chance to start over and do something new. But this year, man, we were partying and screaming at the top of our lungs when that countdown finished. We were all so excited to put this year behind us. I'm pretty sure you were too, right? But if you're really going to put this year behind you, then you got to set a goal that's audacious and crazy. Right. And my goal, once again, 75 flips in 2021. How? Because the first thing I'm always asked is, well, where did you find all of them? 
Here's the thing. It's a combination of things, but here's a leading source. You ready? I asked. I asked everybody I talked to in the real estate world if they had a deal available. And then, and then I did the deals. Okay, because if you're waiting for the perfect deal, if you have to have an exact metric on how much you're going to make, and you wholesalers, I, I love you guys, but it drives me nuts. You know, I have to make 10 grand on this deal. No, you got to get a deal done. Right? Because that's how you're gonna, that's how you're gonna feed your family. That's how you're gonna get started. Forget the profit margin, simply work on deal volume. Okay. People are always asking me, well, what percentage return do you want on your investment? Forget that. How much do you want to make per flip? A lot. Right? <laughs> I, I don't want to lose money on deals, and I'm not encouraging you to do bad deals because you cannot, as my mentor used to say, you can't make up for bad deals with volume. You know, you, you can't make money doing a lot of bad deals, but really you just got to do deals. And does it matter if you're making five grand or 25 grand, if you do 50 of them? I mean, obviously the 25 grand would be a hell of a living. That's still bread though. Either it's a lot money. of bread, right? Either way, that's money. So you've got to put aside this year what you're going to make per, on the margin side, okay? You've got to, like we did, like I did, we used 2020 as an educational piece on if you just go all in, if you take all the stops off, all the limiting beliefs, and just do as many deals as come across your desk, if you evaluate everything as this could be a deal, how many could you do? The target was 50. The answer was 40. But, you know, I'm not giving myself off the hook here, but I think we all understand why it was 40. I lost three months. Okay? And if that three months had not befallen us as it did, I'm 100% certain I'd be doing this show telling you about the 50 flips we did in 2020. 100% certain. But we, like everybody else, had to encounter this pandemic and take it on with stride. And I'm super proud of what I did, what my wife did, what the team that we've now formed. And as we walk into 2020, 2021, excuse me, we've got a whole new staff. We've got an acquisitions team to help us buy properties. We've got a project manager, senior project manager, who unfortunately his job was a victim of the coronavirus pandemic. So he went from a pretty high income producing job to not knowing what he's going to do and pretty much figured it would be a while before he could replace that high income producing job. So he opted to join the team and, and, and this adventure, if we hit our target, he will make what he's accustomed to making by helping me to achieve our goals this year. Okay? We, we formed a whole new team, an operations uh, assistant, an office manager, and we, along the way, what we really learned is how to assemble a team to not only make this more profitable, because with more people, you're going to be able to do them faster, which is going to translate into less interest costs, get them to the market sooner, and it means you can buy more deals. Okay? Despite what you've seen on the flipping shows where they're putting in gold plate faucets and helicopter landing pads, the reality of the flipping business is largely based on speed. How fast can you go from ugly to pretty to back on the market to sold? Because every day counts in this game. And today, December always has this impact. 
but the uh, today we're, we're, we've lost momentum because you lose about two, three weeks, like two weeks for sure. We had some changes in the staff, so we lost another one. So really, December was kind of a standstill. So we marched into 2021 with a ton of properties and inventory and rebuilding construction crews, finding new people to do the work for us. 2020 went out with a bang all the way till the end, man. Like it didn't, there was not one point of relenting and going, okay, enough. We beat you guys enough this year. Right, to the bitter end, we fought. And I'm super proud of what we've accomplished. So, you know, it's a big show. And it's funny because as we record this podcast, I'm always really big on providing you guys good content. Like I want you to learn something from spending the 20 to 30 minutes that you spend with me every, every week or so. I really appreciate tuning in. Today, I just want to tell you, just go do it. Right? If you've gained nothing from the last 100 episodes that we've done of this show, stop what you're doing right now, put the noise aside and decide that you're going to do X amount of deals this year and then go do it. Period. Don't know where to get funding? Look for funding. Pick up the phone. Call hard money lenders. Reach out to private money lenders. Reach out to family members who might have money. You'll be shocked at what just asking will get you. We landed a $1.2 million, which is small for a fund, but basically a mini hedge fund that we work with is now funding two or three deals at a time at the best terms I've ever had. We got an even larger hedge fund, multi-million dollars, got to put a ton of money down. So it's not like a zero down deal, but access to capital we've never had. Okay. We, we, booked contractors, went with construction guys who are going to be long-term members of our team. Sure, there was a lot of washout with people who didn't make it, but the handful that did will absolutely change this business. And all of it came from just putting the stops down and going after this. So do that, okay? And along the way, if you need guidance, if you need help, you can get coaching. You can get coaching for free. You can hop onto YouTube right now. Watch countless videos on how to do wholesaling, okay? You can listen to this very podcast, but if not this one, there are literally hundreds of other ones out there where you can get information about how to take the first or next step where you're at, okay? Or you can sit where you are right now in a job that you probably don't like that much because if you did, you probably you wouldn't be that into real estate investing, right? And wonder why life just doesn't seem to work out for you. Let me tell you, as a guy who's done 40 flips in a year, the reason you're not there is because you haven't taken the first step yet. Just do it. I know it seems simple, but really that first deal is the biggest struggle. The second deal is a little bit easier, and I can tell you by 40 deals in a year later, it all kind of seems like riding a bike a little bit. But I didn't get there with the hope strategy, and you won't either. You know, everything that could have gone wrong this year did. All of it, some of it twice. We had problems with properties. We had roof issues that we didn't intend on furnaces that need to be replaced at the last minute i'd already told you about the theft the dealing with contractors ripping us off um you know money getting spent on projects that never got done i have already i've already put you through that story i, I didn't cover a, a iota it would take me a three-hour show 
to go into details on everything that went wrong, but so much went right. So much went right. If you look at an average, our average price target was looking to be 25 grand. Again, coronavirus and other ideas. And so our average was probably close to 17 to 18. We'll have final numbers here in the next couple of weeks as the accounting team figures that out. But I wasn't worried about it. You know, but I'm certain that even at 10,000 profit per deal times 40 deals, we had an incredible year. And I know it was more than that. You know? So guys, I, this year, this year, I want to change the format a little bit. And I, I hope you'll come along because this show is obviously running a bit, little bit longer than our standard. We try to keep these at about 20, 25 minutes. We are going to continue that. But this was an important one for me because after going hard as hell this year, I wanted to share with you how we did it, what went wrong, and really get you in the mindset of whatever it takes. That's what I'm going to do. And if you can do that with us, if you stay tuned to every episode, I know we have some diehard listeners of the show who don't miss a single episode. Maybe you're just popping in for the first time. You know, normally this is the part where I tell you about you could get professional coaching, but I'll be frank with you. If you haven't listened to a lot of the episodes of this show yet, don't, don't worry about the coaching. You're not there. Okay. First decide what you're going to do. And when you have started and you've taken those first couple of steps and you're on the way, then I want to talk to you about advancing where you are through professional coaching if, and when you're ready for that. Okay. But if you're just the first time listening to the show, let's get to know each other a little bit. Listen to a couple more episodes and stay tuned because this year we're going to bring you better guests in the real estate investing space. We're going to talk to the financing sources that can get this thing done. We're going to bring in title companies that are investor friendly, which are a critical element of getting your deal to the closing table and all the pieces that you're going to need to become a professional real estate investor right here on the foreclosure deals coach podcast. And I certainly hope that you'll take time out week in and week out to join us to learn. That's the best shot you've got of changing your life and becoming a professional real estate investor. We're going to wrap it up there because now this has been a long one. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had some fun and learned a lot. And listen, if you have some questions about what happened in 2020, book a call. You know, hop on the uh, Facebook page. Let's talk. I'm happy to go into detail. I'll give you all the, uh, the goods, the bads, the ins and outs. We can discuss where you're at and see if coaching is the right move for you and moving forward in your investing career. But it might just be that you're just getting started and this was a kick in the butt you needed to get off your duff and start moving. And if that was it, that's what this podcast is all about. I certainly hope I can do that for you. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.